You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hunks are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason. And we're back. Masonic Light Podcast, episode 039. 039? 039. Can you believe it? That's confusing. I know. So, Larry, at the moment, uh, where's Pete? Pete is... uh, Pete is in Spain fermenting revolution. He flew into Barcelona on Sunday just in time for the riots. Right. Uh, spent two days there, got out of town before it really got seriously bad. If you watch CNN, you can find him. Yeah, that's the right. He's there. And he's hiding out in Seville right now. The Spanish police are looking for him. <laughs> and, uh, and Jack's not with us because Jack's uh, bathroom is Jack being remodeled. Was, uh, yeah, Jack was somehow or other uh, evicted from his home by the plumber and the uh, remodeler for the bathroom. It, it turned out to be pretty bad. And uh, Seth is in Cancun. Yes, Seth is in Can- Cancun. But we are actually recording from Zimbo Shrine with the Legion of Honor unit. And uh, we were an invited guest. And uh, we, we tricked them. <laughs> we tricked them into uh, to, uh, actually helping us record. But I gotta, we got to look at this. Look at this. Did you see this agenda? Yeah, I saw that. I know. It, it, it gave me the shakes when I first looked at it. I thought, oh, no, not another one of these things. Fifteen bullet points, three <laughs> amendments, each with subheadings, and I, then program. I can say I have been here at a meeting previously where they invited me, and they covered all of those things. And by the, time I, I, by the time I got up to speak, I was totally exhausted. They bought us dinner, though. And I, I, was, I was so... It, I even voted on stuff I shouldn't have. I, hey, Russ yeah. doesn't know that, though. Well, he I thought, saw, he had, saw he thought we had a majority, right? I, I saw your hand go up. <laughs> so speaking of... How many books did you sell that night? <laughs> a lot of books that night. <laughs> yes, I did, absolutely. Yeah. And what's nice coming back is finding out that people read them. But uh, maybe we can go around the room and, and uh, introduce some of our guests. Well, let me let's let's let us self introduce them. <laughs> All right. You are to my left, Russ. Give us your full name. I'm Russ Kratzer. I'm the commander of this year's uh, Legion of Honor at Zumbo Temple. And your uh, lodge you belong to? Uh, Robert Burns, 464. Robert Burns, great poet. Okay. We have with us the first lady. Is that right? First lady this year of Zumbo, Ricky Cook. Ricky My Cook. husband's potentate is Zembo 2017. Awesome. Past master of Eureka West Shore Lodge 302. Awesome. Very. Thank you for being here, really. And with the reason being that we asked you to be part of this panel was because your husband is potentate, and you're going to make him listen to this show, and he's going to say, damn, this is a good show. And so thank you very much for being you're part so of welcome. it. welcome. I'm Walt Dinda, Legion of Honor. Uh, Robert Burns Lodge, 464, and I'm a veteran of the United States Navy. Amen. So am I. Wonderful. So, in a normal tradition, Larry, we uh, we should talk about what we did this week. So yes. why don't you yes. why don't you start? What did you do this week? Blue Lodge meeting on Tuesday. Yesterday. Um, 
yesterday. Yeah, Zembo today, of course. Yeah, right here. That's today. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, Goose and Gridiron Breakfast Society. I have physical therapy in the morning. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, that's not Masonic. No, it's not. Uh, and that's that's what I've done so far. Russ, how about you so far this week? What have you done? I can't remember board? what they did this morning. Kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. What 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 did I do? Uh, we had an extra meeting at uh, at Robert Burns. Uh, we had a um, we entered um, a mason. And let's see. Uh, what did I do yesterday? I don't know. Nothing. I didn't do anything yesterday. I had a day off. And then today with the uh, Legion of Honor. Well, how about you? What's your Masonic week look like this past uh, week? Same thing on Monday, extra meeting Monday and uh, tonight. Wonderful. Here at the uh, Legion of Honor's meeting. And uh, Mrs. Potentate? <laughs> no, don't call me that. She's oh, getting the calendar out. First Lady, I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't call me Mrs. Potentate. You're cheating. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's okay. She can do that. Oh. Monday, uh, well, I won't tell you what I did Monday. Uh, Bob has been at Zembo every day, and tonight we're at the Legion of Honor, and um, we do just about three or four at least every week some type of club or unit meeting. Wonderful. And uh, what did I do this week? I worked, so every day is a Masonic day for me. And uh, I was at Lamberton Lodge, my, my dual membership lodge last night, my first stated meeting that's right not in a tux on the sidelines as a regular member i talked a lot but it was okay and oh, you, uh, you, you had a great guest speaker last night too we did have, oh that's right oh man i'll tell you what one of the top speakers and no you spoke last night and it was yeah, great it was really and and you you got a good masonic light podcast uh, plug in there well larry i uh, normally you're the one that has to take a bathroom break but uh, i had too many iced teas okay so and uh, maybe we'll listen to some news and some uh, corpora obscurum, and we'll be back with the fine folks at uh, Legion of Sounds good to me. Welcome back. So this episode is a mishmash of recordings that we're piecing together. Obviously, Pete has been out of town and Jack had his bathroom remodeled. Uh, we had a guest actually cancel on us that uh, we were going to play an interview of. Uh, this guest uh, was no fault of her own that she had to cancel. She was stuck in traffic and delayed flights and, and you name it. So we dialed in uh, to our podcasters network and uh, Jason Richards from the Masonic Roundtable was kind enough to join us. Uh, so Jack, myself, and Larry uh, shared a Google Hangout with Jason, and uh, us not being the Google Hangouts experts, uh, captured a really crappy recording. So we're going to play a little bit of that, but uh, Jason was a great guest, spoke with us for over an hour, but uh, we were able to salvage just a small portion of it. So without further ado, here's uh, Jack and Jason, and uh, you can barely hear me, so I apologize, MLP fans, but someday we'll figure it out. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're here tonight. We've just had somebody jump online with us. Jason Richards from the Masonic Roundtable is here with us, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit, I guess, about uh, their show, our show, 
how our shows are different, why our show is better. And uh, we're going to talk in depth about Jason's blog that he hasn't actually written anything on in, uh, I think, about a year. So, Jason, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. Uh, it's great to have you. Um, and, and Jason Lewis, um, don't just sit back there like a retired chipmunk. Um, why why do you say chipmunk? Jump in anytime. So you guys just had uh, the Lost Masonic Word episode, right? Yeah, episode 183. So I think we've done uh, about 185 episodes total uh, to include some little like, you know, off-brand, you know, celebrating, celebrating the craft type stuff. Right. Um, yeah, but um, this past week's episode was talking about uh, Masonry's Lost Word, uh, which is not what you would expect it. Uh, the, the true lost word of Masonry is actually no. Right. And so we, we got a chance to to just kind of sit back and say, you know what, when uh, when are you doing too much in, in masonry? And when do you actually need to uh, to start stepping back? And and how are each of the hosts of the Masonic Roundtable actually trying to to step back from, from various things? Because, you know, back in the early 1900s, you know, Masonic uh, appendant bodies were just growing in leaps and bounds, and they could do that because it was sustainable. Because everybody and their dad was a mason it was the only game in town as far as fraternal societies uh were concerned and so it was a bit of a you know a ponzi scheme in a sense where you you had a a never ending seemingly uh group of candidates and future master masons to help you know prop up all of these appendant bodies and you know study clubs and hey i want my own degrees etc um and now uh you know, we're kind of like uh, masonry is this huge bureaucracy in the sense where it's it's very hard to actually downsize and get rid of organizations that uh, that aren't sustain aren't sustainable um, today. And so we have an overabundance of appendant bodies and Masonic duties and obligations, and we have an underabundance of masons who are able to work and sustain them all. So it's we talked a little bit about having that balance. Um, between, of course, your your own Masonic obligations and then your family and, and friends and, and everything else and, and what you need to do in order to keep that balance so that Masonry doesn't become your absolute everything if you don't want it to be. So do you, um, do you address that with the new candidates as they're coming through? Do you, do you have um, any, any sort of I'm not going to say policy because that's too that's too strict. But, you know, I like to tell the guys that I'm mentoring, look, spend a year here. Right. Get put your root down in your blue lodge before you start signing other petitions and join another body. Do you do, do you do that kind of stuff? So I do. Uh, I'm sitting worshipful master of my lodge, Acacia Lodge number 16 in Clifton, Virginia. And um, what I have typically done is, as I've said, um, to candidates, look, you know, as soon as you become a master mason, um, I know you go through six to like 10 months of, you know, meeting one-on-one -on -one with a mentor, maybe coming to dinner once a month. Um, but that's not the reality of the time commitment that comes with being a mason. Um, the reality is you can do as much or as little as you want to. However, you're going to want to do everything and people are going to want you to do everything. So just take a little bit of time and just uh, get to know your Blue Lodge. And then 
you know, sample what else is out there and then make your decision as to what you want to pursue and what you want to go and, and do. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You just listened to the salvageable portion of our interview with Jason Richards from the Sonic Roundtable. We owe him a big thank you for jumping in on such short notice. You can listen to Jason and the rest of the Masonic Roundtable hosts at www.masonicroundtable.com, including episode 183, The Lost Masonic Word, which we all know is no. I want to give a big shout out to these guys. We get a chance to interact with them on occasion behind the scenes, and they're all class acts. Uh, and they've been big supporters of Masonic Light. So Jason, John, RJ, Juan, and Mike the Intern, uh, big thank you to you guys. With that, we have some news with Jack, Corpora Obscurum with Seth Anthony coming up. Uh, maybe we'll get a surprise uh, mentoring minute from our friend Jeff Moyer. And uh, we'll wrap up again with the Zumbo Shrine Legion of Honor in uh, Harrisburg, PA. Good news, everyone! Masonic Light News. News not fit to print. In Masonic News today, Masonic fundraising may have been affected for decades, and it was announced that the world's largest pancake flour refinery was destroyed in the recent rash of hurricanes. According to Worshipful Master Brother Peter Gora of Flapjack Lodge Number no. 3 in Pearland, Texas, Hurricane Irma took out the Fellowship flour mill there. Hopes of rebuilding were dashed. The Oddfellows Lodge demanded protection money for construction crews working on the project. That's the Masonic News. So moated was. Hey, Maris, this is Moyer. You cheap brat bastard you. You left your Scottish right dues going arrears, and finally we humiliated you into paying and catching up and whatever. Uh, so I'm glad you're back in the uh, Scottish right again. And what really tickles my heart is that uh, you're taking a non-speaking part in the eighth degree intendant of the building at the Lancaster Lodge Perfection Reunion this October. It's a non-speaking part. I know how much you hate ritual, and I'm looking forward to you standing on stage with that usual scowl on your face. Bye-bye, Larry. You're about to enter Corpora Obscura, the realm of weird fraternal organization. Leave your Freemasonry behind. Prepare to meet druids, caliphs, and wild creatures. Knock thrice and enter at your own risk. Good day, Masonic Light podcast listener. Today we are taking a look at a lesser known branch of the Oddfellows fraternity in America. Founded in 1843, the Grand United Order of Oddfellows has generally drawn membership from African Americans, due to black people being discriminated against, as was the norm in fraternal orders in America during the 17 and 1800s. 
In contradistinction to the Independent Order of Oddfellows, abbreviated IOOF, the Grand United Order of Oddfellows in America traces its origin to the original Grand United Order of Oddfellows in England, which was established in 1798. In 1842, members of the Philomethean Institute in New York City petitioned the English-aligned American Oddfellows for a dispensation to form their institute into a lodge of Oddfellows. They were denied, because they were black. At this point, Peter Ogden, a black sailor who had been initiated into a Grand United Order-affiliated lodge in Liverpool, England, suggested that they try to receive recognition from them. This idea was approved, and Ogden sailed to England and obtained recognition from the Grand United Order's governing body at Leeds to form the Philomethean Institute into Philomethean Lodge No. 644 on March 1, 1843. By 1847, there were 22 lodges in Ogden's organization, and in 1851, lodges in, from New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Delaware, and Maryland met in New Haven, Connecticut in convention. The Lodge has been the basic local unit of the Order since its founding. Councils of Past Grand Masters, also known as the Patriarchal Order of Past Grand Masters in America, were added in 1844 and are composed, as the name suggests, by Past Grand Masters of the Order. Patriarchies composed of Past Grand Masters who have rendered particularly valuable service to the Order were created during a reorganization in 1873 and are modeled on a similar British adjunct. The number of lodges and other local units grew steadily during the 19th century. There were 32 in 1850 and 66 in 1860, though 17 of these were inactive. In 1863, at the 20th anniversary of the order, it was announced that there were 50 active lodges in the United States, Canada, and Bermuda, and in 1867 there were 66 active lodges. During the 1870s, the order spread west and south, establishing lodges in Florida, Texas, Colorado, and California. By the time of the Order's 1892 convention, it had even spread to Cuba. In 1897, there were 2,253 lodges and 36 Grand Lodges. By 1979, the structure had apparently changed somewhat, with the national organization called the Grand Lodge and six regional groups overseeing local lodges. National conventions were then held biennially, and the headquarters was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where it remains today. Membership has always been open to people of any race, though it has remained a predominantly African-American order. In 1979, there were 108,000 members. Their female auxiliary, known as the Household of Ruth, flourished during the golden era of fraternalism with nearly 100,000-plus members. Unlike the independent order, the members of the Household of Ruth maintain their independence from the Grand United Order of Oddfellows, although the men can obtain the Ruth degree. Want to learn more about America's fraternal history? Visit the J.H. Rathbone Museum in person in Lafayette, Indiana, and online at www.jhrathbonemuseum.org. And we're back. And we snuck in uh, Corpor Obscurum and Jack's News in there. Actually, we didn't sneak in Jack's News because he was in here with us. 
Yeah, we'll let him comment. But we're uh, we're still here at uh, Zembo Shrine at the Legion of Honor, and uh, we're we're trying to pull off. Well, you could say 39. that because actually Jack is supposed to be here tonight. He was supposed to be here tonight. Except he hires people that don't seem to be able to get the job done right. Well, if you listen to Jack, you uh, you, you you listen to Jack. Yeah, it's pretty crowded here. There's probably no room for Jack right now. Yeah, true. <laughs> so uh, we should go home. What do you think? Ah, yeah, I'm ready to close it out. Well, what do you have going on this coming week? What do I have coming on going on this week? Uh, oh, gee, Goose and Gridiron. I'm going to try to get to your uh, first degree um, that yeah. you're doing tomorrow night in by, Emerton Lot. By I'm the time you're to listening to this, going back in your yeah, time machine. Yeah, going back in the time come machine. Come watch my first degree. Uh, Conferring the first and, degree. And actually, uh, other than the uh, Thursday breakfast, uh, I think I'm pretty safe for a while. I'm not sure. We do, we do have our... Uh, uh, we're... Well, no, we're here doing that now, aren't we? Yeah, we, we, we are. <laughs> here we are. Uh, this is this is really screwy, but yeah. Anyway, so we're doing the podcast, and it's it's going to be kind of uh, slow for 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 at least a week or so. Right. And we'll switch it up. Let's go this direction. Well, what do you have coming up masonically? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, what do you have? You have the calendar out. I have the calendar out. What do we have? Okay. Oh boy. We have the Yacht Club. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be right there at that one. Yeah, we have the Yacht Club on Tuesday <laughs> on I'm Monday night. Yeah. Monday night, my husband has a police police unit meeting. Wednesday night, we have the uh, Cumberland County Shrine. Thursday, we have Lancaster County Spring Ladies Night. Friday, actually, we have Luncheon Club. Nice. Jeez. And. <laughs> How about you? How about you, Russ? What do you got? Hey, don't laugh at the Yacht Club. They're award-winning. I didn't laugh at the Yacht Club. <laughs> They're award-winning. It sounds they took no, first it. place in the Mid-Atlantic Shrine yeah, Association. We're looking forward to going, Russ. For really four are. straight years. It sounds as... And they were all in step. It sounds as riveting oh, as, uh, as Seth Anthony's wedding that uh, we were unable to attend. <laughs> I saw pictures of him on the beach. I mean, I think yeah, you know, he's yeah. buried up to his neck where he belongs. Oh, uh, yeah, by the way, Seth, the gift is in the mail. Yeah, it's coming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, Seth, don't expect one from me. I'll, I'll send you a kazoo. C-O-D. <laughs> what? You ready? I'm ready to go home. Yeah, you ready to go home? Take us home. All right, a little banjo music, please. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Okay, here I have to do this all the time. Somehow the phone goes off. And anyway, um, one of thanks to uh, Monarch Studios, which we are not at tonight. No. Or at Zembo Studios. Larry Studios or Zembo Studios. Exactly, we're two different locations. Uh, also, thanks to our producer uh, Jason Lewis for always doing a fun show. To uh, Brother R.C. McCorvey, Brother on the Street, who I had a nice chat with last night. Oh, good. Going to do two or three minute segments for us on a more light uh, uh, venue. Uh, also, too, to uh, Seth Anthony for bringing us fraternities that we had no freaking idea ever existed before. Nope. And uh, also, Brother Pete, uh, you will probably hear this in transit. I think you're coming back. Monday night, um, if you survived the, uh, the riots, uh, he, he was on his way back uh, home from Spain and Rome. I think he had a meeting with the Pope. Hopefully, yeah. he'll record that. Also, too, I uh, want to give thanks to our uh, again Grand Lodge coordinator, Jack Snafu Lutz. Mm. Uh, our uh, Masonic like fashion. No, I'm not going to do that one. 
Our Masonic Light Dietitian in uh, MLP, our Mas- not Masonic Light Podcast Advisor, our dietitian, so forth, that helps us stay on straight and narrow. Spit it out. Cindy, I give up. <laughs> our Director of uh, Snacks and Drinks, I am Bone Fat. Our Director of uh, Music Karaoke. <laughs> and our Director of Crowd Control, uh, which we have to have the studios occasionally, Bob Dwyer. And I leave you with this final thought. Even daydreamers are focused. This is Larry Maris. This is Jason Lewis and Walt Dinda. Ricky Cook. Russ Kratzer. Good night and thanks for listening. I made them up. Uh, yeah, no shit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> pardon my French. <laughs>